This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This is crazy. A, uh, a daylight robbery at a car dealership last Wednesday in London. It was around 547 Sport Motors in London, Ontario. Guy went in asking about a 2018 BMW M4 that they had on the lot. Um, he wanted to hear the engine running. So they started the car. The sales rep had the keys or the fob in his pocket. So there was no keys inside the vehicle. But the the suspect got in there, said, I need to make a private phone call. Can you give me a second? Sales rep says, sure, I'll give you some privacy. So this guy gets into the car and then guns it at the sales rep. The guy working at the dealership ends up on the hood of the car holding on for dear life. And it's, you know, like out of an action movie, this this thief is trying to swerve and stop and launch the guy off the, the hood of the car. I can't imagine how terrified this, uh, this poor sales rep was. Oh, cause, yeah, the car was going like 100 kilometers an hour, and it's such a wild series of videos because the first video is from the dealership parking lot, but then it's every business down the street. And they're all cut together, and you're like, oh, my God, that guy is still on the car. Yeah. Eventually, he was launched off of the car, rolled onto the uh, road, onto Oxford Street, and then the accomplice uh, of the thief, another guy in a, a silver vehicle, tries to, he looks like he did actually hit the, the sales rep. Clipped it's like, him. Yeah, he w- drove, it's like he tried to kill him. Yeah. Drove right at him. I got to give props to the sales guy, though. Like, this guy is a one brave guy because he even, like, he he's on the hood trying to stop the guy, which is wild. He falls off. He sees the silver car. He waves his arm to try to slow down this. It maybe wasn't the best choice, but he definitely, like, did his best to prevent the guy from, guys from leaving the, the parking lot and, you know, paid the, paid the price physically. But uh, the guy's got some serious bravado. Apparently, the vehicle is now in North York, BMW. Uh, at least the GPS tracker from the vehicles in North York could be one of the situations where they show up and they find the thing beeping in a garbage can, right? Yeah, somebody threw it in the back of a garbage truck and it's just going around the city. <laughs> yeah. They, must, they must know how to get those out right away. Uh, the dealership Sport Motors is asking people to watch this video and if you see anything, if maybe you have a dash cam yeah. camera and you caught some video of this that the police haven't seen, you may want to pass that on to the, the London police who are currently investigating this thing. But a big kudos to that sales rep for, <laughs> man, uh, that's a dedicated employee when you're yes. willing to jump on the hood of a car to try and prevent a theft. Well, that's easy. It's a family business. So it's like, it's his family business. So he must have a ton of pride. It was like, not today. Yeah. Yeah. Video is wild. It's up on our Facebook page. If you want to check it out. Yeah. Communication between uh, the Royals and Harry, not very strong lately as he revealed during the interview that he and uh, Meghan Markle did with Oprah Winfrey yesterday. Mm-hmm. My family literally cut me off financially and I had to afford, afford security for, for us. Wait, hold, hold up, wait a minute. Your family cut you off? Yeah, in the first half, the first quarter of 2020. But I've got what my mum left me and yeah. without that we would not have been able to do this. Harry saying he was cut off Prince Charles, his father, stopped returning his phone calls. Yikes. 
And it's only recently that he started talking to his father again. Uh, Drama City, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of families have drama, but this one, totally publicized. It's just next level. Yeah. Megan says that she thought she knew what she was getting into when she married a royal, but clearly she had no idea and talks about how tough it's been on her. Um, Talked about how there was concerns about how dark their son's skin was going to be when she was pregnant. Somebody within the royal family expressed that to her. And it just sounds like, well, obviously, if he got to the point where he was willing to get cut off financially and to, to abandon his father and talking with his father, it must be pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, it's just so much more complicated because it's the royal family. So it's, you know, there's just so many, what appears to be duties, obligations that he's born into. And then they're all stuck. Prince William's stuck. You uh, know, they're all doing their, their duties. And Harry's like, I don't, play. I'm on team Harry, by the way. But yeah, it's Harry's like, peace. We're yeah, out of here. Pulling the shoot. Don't need to be in this gilded cage anymore. Here's some more highlights from the interview. Uh, Harry and Meghan with Oprah. Did you make Kate cry? No. <laughs> so where did that come from? Was there a situation where she might have cried or she could have no, cried? No, the no. reverse happened. Megan's saying that Kate made her cry. This is like it's like normal family stuff, right? Somebody's gonna make someone else cry in in a family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, the fact you get that in it's an argument, front page news, and you're now getting grilled by Oprah about it. Yeah, let's be serious. They both made each other cry. That's probably the truth. And here's some more. Uh, things got pretty dark for Megan to the point where she contemplated suicide at one point. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. And that was a very clear and real and frightening, constant thought. Yeah, that's not good. She says when she uh, brought up that maybe she should get some psychological help, the royal family tried to discourage her from doing so. And that was the point that her and Harry said, okay, listen, if they don't care about my mental health, we're out of here. All I know is that Netflix has got to love this. Like the crown... The crown is getting caught up to real life here. And yeah. They're still going to have some pretty dramatic episodes of that show when they get to the Harry and Meghan chapter. Meghan can play herself. You ever go on the Facebook marketplace, Jim? See what people are buying and selling? Every once in a while. Mostly somebody will send me a link to something wild on there, and that's how I'll find my way. I, I just pulled it up. I, I'm on Facebook marketplace. Someone is selling. This caught my attention. A bug assault... Fire your fly swatter. Uh, it's a gun for killing flies. I've have you seen heard of these? these before? It's like a buckshot, but this buckshot is salt and it's air pressured, right? Table salt, yeah. So instead of putting your ammunition is table salt. It says it won't uh, pierce the skin. It won't ruin furniture. But if you get a, a fly with it. <laughs> It'd be like every grain of salt would be a little tiny pellet. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Like, it looks like a Nerf gun, right? Looks like, yeah, yellow with orange on it, so you know it's not a real gun. <laughs> Do you have to shoot it over your right shoulder just because it's bad luck, though? 
<laughs> That's if you spill salt. I don't okay. know what the rules are for firing salt across <laughs> a across a patio or a deck. Yeah, I had so many flies in my house as a kid living in the country. They're just like impossible to tame when you live in an old house with a bunch of cracks in it. I would have loved this back in the day. Is it acceptable to kill flies? Are there... Do, do people object? Is it inhumane? Is it inhumane? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of animal rights activists and uh, flies are living creatures. Is it okay to kill a fly or... It's standard. It's your standard sta- stand your ground rules when it comes to wildlife. If it's in your home, it's it's free game, but you just don't go stomping on flies and ants outside. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just kill a ladybug who's cl- climbing on a tree. But if it's on your pillow, gone. I wonder what uh, what the more compassionate way to take care of the flies is, a fly swatter. Because you think a fly swatter, mm. you get a good hit, they're done. But you can also miss and and not get the fly, injure it. I've seen that happen. True, true. And then it can only fly in circles. Uh, like if you get them with the bug assault salt gun, <laughs> are they going to die on impact or... It's a way cooler way to go. You know, haven't you always want to be in a movie it. and be a guy who gets like peppered like in a Godfather singing? You know, it's a pretty cool way to go. It would also be satisfying. You'd almost have like a, a Daniel son karate kid thing going if you felt like you could shoot a fly from across the room with table salt. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? big time. <laughs> you're one, you're one step away from yeah, catching it with chopsticks. <laughs> I don't know. I might buy that thing. <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> Even if you're like making some, uh, you know, tequila... You know, yeah, to put some rim on the boom. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to buy this thing and keep it next to the barbecue. Yeah. Pow, pow. Steak. And we have to congratulate the happy couple. Looks like uh, uh, Mackenzie Scott, formerly Mackenzie Scott Bezos, Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. The she, richest woman in the world. <laughs> she has gotten remarried. Yeah, well, money's not a big deal. Sure, she has $53 billion, but it's about love for her and her new husband, a Seattle science teacher. Hmm. It's refreshing. (laughs) Did this guy hit the jackpot or what? (laughs) They look very happy together in, uh, in pictures, and it has been confirmed online that uh, the science teacher... And Mackenzie have been married happily for for a while now. Um, the science teacher Dan Jewett says that he's married to the most generous woman that he knows, and it's true. She's been giving away a ton of cash, eh? Mackenzie uh, Scott. Yeah, yeah, she has been. She kind of turned into a philanthropist. I would hope she's the most generous. <laughs> I mean, if you knew somebody who was more generous than the fifty-three billion dollar lady. <laughs> Pat them on the back. And uh, Jewett says he plans to follow her lead and give away the majority of his wealth, too. <laughs> okay, still <laughs> great. That's great. Every little bit counts. Yes, yes, good for you. I don't know what a science teacher in, in Seattle gets paid, but I can imagine it's a little bit less than $53 billion. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how they met. Like, how mm-hmm. do you, was it a family friend who introduced them? Like, how do you meet a... Uh, a divorcee worth $53 million, billion dollars, yeah. sorry. But I don't know. I think I think it, probably her friends knew what her lifestyle was. It's like jet setting, fancy dinners everywhere, and that didn't work. So maybe they were like, it's time to pump the brakes, slow things down a little. 
my cousin Steve has a, a friend I met at his wedding. You should meet him. Uh-huh. I'm guessing it was maybe something like that. You think it was a setup? You don't think it was like a bumble swipe on bumble and because uh, the, the moment you realize like, what at what point do you reveal you're worth 53 billion dollars if you're dating somebody uh-huh. if you just met someone new yeah i would say depends what i wanted out of the date because for me it'd be date one blow everybody out of the water you know what i mean yeah you're, you're, like, would you, you're would shallow you like that. No, I, I wouldn't tell. I'd do like coming to America. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, play a completely different character. Yeah. See if they loved you for you. I'd get a job at a uh, fast food restaurant and pretend I didn't have any money to see if they actually liked me. Yeah, you'd be the, what's the TV show, Hidden Boss? <laughs> undercover bo- boss. Undercover boss. You'd yeah. be the undercover boss of the dating world. Undercover billionaire. Hmm. $53 billion fortune. Science teacher, love. Like, this is a rom-com written all over it. Text message just came in. It says, good morning, Taz and Jim. Earlier, I heard you guys talking about the new roll-up-the-rim rules. Um, Yeah, we we mentioned that. It's it's not even roll-up-the-rim anymore. Tim Hortons has changed it. It's now called Mm roll-up-to-win. Because the rim has been taken out of the equation. You don't roll up the actual coffee cup anymore. You now have to go online and use your Tim Rewards card. You scan that when you buy a coffee, and then you have a chance to win digitally. Um, this message continues. I am voting for a Pudos for Tim Hortons on behalf of my dad. He and his friends, all in their 70s and 80s, spend every night in Tim's enjoying coffee. Uh, the average customer who sits in, inside the Tim's in Tilsonburg is 70 years old. None of them own computers or smartphones. My dad and his friends all have flip phones, and they feel alienated and unappreciated. There isn't an alternative coffee shop in town, or they'd go there instead. Nothing makes an old man happy like the occasional free donut or coffee. Yeah. Huh. I never thought about that aspect. Because yeah, I thought about people, it, like, it right. being a hassle in general. Well, I just went down and I bought us two coffees and I tried to scan my rewards card and they told me, hey, you haven't linked this to to an oh, account yet, so course. you can't start collecting points until you go online and you link this thing to the account, which I'm like, is it worth my time? I'm gonna, Now I got to do this. It was a lot easier when it was just the coffee cup. You know who's really uh, probably upset about this is Ew. people who liked finding coffee cups on the ground and getting free coffees. Yeah. Maybe for the best during the COVID era, era you know? Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is be uh, lifting up things people's mouths have been on. Rubbing your thumbs on something yeah. that has other people's saliva on it. Yeah. True. That being said, though, they're also one of the main prizes is reusable cups. The Tim Hortons is given away. Also, not the greatest prize right now, the reusable cup, but well, they, I'd still take one. They have the the car. You can win a Volkswagen. You can win all. The prizes are pretty much the same as they've always been. Mm-hmm. Even more prizes, they're saying. But yeah, if you don't have a, a smartphone, it would make it very difficult to stay on top of uh, playing the contest. Hmm. Maybe one guy in the group of friends just has to bite the bullet, get an iPhone, and they can all communally build up their Tim Hortons points together. Uh-huh. Cash out big time. 
Yeah, so uh, this guy, his dad, on behalf of his dad, he had to send a text message to us because his dad doesn't know how to text message, too. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, some, some tough news for Taz and Jim listeners. You saw the Facebook feeds and Instagram feeds. Uh, picture after picture of Canada's hockey dad, Walter Gretzky, after news that he had passed away at age 82 broke. Um, he was just the most generous guy with his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners sharing stories about how he would go out of his way to make kids feel special, to to spread the word about hockey and share the stories that uh, that he he had about his son, one of the greatest of all time, Wayne Gretzky, and how he got his start. He was just a remarkable man, and Wayne eulogized his father on the weekend at his funeral, and he told a story about Walter taking him to a hockey tournament back in the day. As everyone knows, my dad was such a huge sports fan and hockey guy. And we were playing in a hockey tournament outside of Toronto. My dad was so proud of the fact we were going to play against better teams than little towns in this area. And on a Friday night, we were going to the tournament, and my mom said to him, Walter, we're going to have this baby this weekend. And he said, it's okay, you can wait till we get back. <laughs> so, Brant was born on the Saturday. We went to this tournament in uh, Whitby, Ontario. We played against good teams like Burlington, Oshawa, Hamilton, Toronto, Marley's, Nationals. And the next day, mom came home with Brant. People were coming by, families, friends, sisters, Congratulations on the baby. And every single person would say to my dad, Walter, I can't believe you missed the birth of your son. So our next door neighbor, Mary Rosetto, came over. She was the last person to come over. She said, Walter, I can't believe you missed the birth of Brent. And when she walked out the door, he was so mad. He stood up and he grabbed the trophy and he goes, yes, but we got the trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mary Rosetto. <laughs> yeah, Brent's not going to remember if Walter was there or not. <laughs> Mary Rosetto calling out Walter. What are you doing, Mary? Classic nosy neighbor. Wayne thanked the community, Brantford, and and uh, everyone who has shown love and support for his dad over the past, uh, well, it was since he's been sick, but just through his life, he had such a connection with the community. And here's a case in point. This is uh, from one of our listeners. Good morning, Taz and Jim. I thought I'd share this with you guys. It's a very nice tribute to Walter Gretzky. Every traffic light post going down our main road, Wayne Gretzky Parkway, had a hockey stick with a rose taped to the top of it. Mm. Nice to see Brantford pull together for one of our heroes and our shared hockey dad. Good job, Brantford. Mm. He was a remarkable man who loved life, loved family, We'd be a way better world if there were so many more people like my dad. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.